and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Hey, goodbye. 
different. You know, I woke up this morning with that song in my heart, and I thank God for it because that's one of those songs that they would reach back. You know, you would hear the mothers in the church singing, and, you know, um, they were telling you something. Life is filled, life is filled with situations. Now, do you need this? Okay. Life is filled with situations that would shake you, would rattle you up if it wasn't for being anchored in God. If it wasn't for being anchored in him. And nobody, no one that's being honest uh, is going to say that there hasn't come a day or a time or a situation within their lives that, that didn't rattle them that didn't make them wonder about where they were and what was going to happen next, you know, but your soul got to be anchored. You got to be anchored. And I, when you cast your anchor, you can't cast it down. You're going to have to cast your anchor up, you know, and, and so you're going to have to cast that anchor upwards in order to have the stability that you're looking for. Now I've heard of big ships, dragging anchors across the bottom of the ocean. And while they're dragging the anchor, it interrupts and tear up the pipeline and now you got oil spills, but you never hear about that in glory. You never hear about that in heaven. He's the anchor of our soul. And that anchor does not get dragged all over the place or anything like that. And, and so I thank God for his, for that. And just that reminder of that song in itself uh, this morning. Truly thank, praise God for his goodness and for another opportunity to seek him and to be a witness for him. I don't know about you, but I am a witness 
of the power of God and what the Lord has done and what he is capable of doing. You know, the, the, the Bible tells us over in the book of Daniel that they were dealing with a situation and I, I'm paraphrasing this, but they were dealing with a situation and they, they answered the authority that was there and said, well, we don't know if he, if he will, but we know he has the power to do it. And, and so when, when things get in your way, you can rest assured he has the power. He has the power to do what is needed as long as it lines up with his will. I must stress that. I have to stress that because so many people are praying and asking God to do things that that does not line up with his will. And then when it does not happen, they want to blame and say, well, God didn't hear me and he didn't he didn't do it because it didn't happen overnight. Listen, this is not a genie in a bottle situation. This is real life. And so many people are, are, are convoluted. And so many people, and so there's so much delusion and so many different things that have been told to, 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 and throughout our, our lives that if you just wish upon a star, it's going to happen. No, if that star is not, it's not the star of that bright and morning star, and that's Christ, then, and it has to line up with his will, it's not going to happen the way you think. It's not going to happen. I, I, I'm, we're going to go on into the word of God because when I start talking like this, then I will get into the area of talking about spiritualism, demonology, and different things that um, that have wrecked our lives, that wrecked our lives. And this stuff is real. And so I solicit your prayers uh, this morning as we go into the word of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And uh, so, and, you know, there's so much that I want to say that I could say that I just cannot say at this time, but I'll be back. I'll be back with that. And so in the word of God, in the word of God, again, I, I pray and hope your soul is anchored in the Lord. Now, if you don't know how to get anchored in him, uh, you're going to have to be faithful. Let me tell you, you're going to have to be faithful to God. You can't switch up in any relationship, in any relationship that exists, you cannot one moment you in love, the next moment you're not in love. The next moment, let's be friends. The next moment, I want to, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a ghost you. You know, the next moment, um, uh, I, I'm going to call you every other week. You know, then the next moment, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone and, and I can't stop calling you. I'm going to call you every other hour. This is a relationship, a relationship with God that we are nurturing. We're nurturing. And so I'm going to plow this field this morning. Uh, if you ever worked in the, um, in the farming industry, um, then you know what I'm talking about. Or if you've seen it on TV, plowing a field is where you take the apparatus and you put it in the dirt and you create a trench and then you plant a seed in it and then you water it. You put some manure on it to, to help feed it and it will blossom. And it will grow. And so we are in a season. Uh, I've entered into a season. And, and so we're going to go into the word of God. Now, let me remind you here, um, you know, there is 185 days uh, before the service, the Pentecost service. And if you have not bought tickets uh, to fly in or travel in, if you're in the Los Angeles 
San Bernardino or Riverside area that you don't need to to fly in, but you know, you want to make preparation to be there for that service. That's May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st. Well, that we'll be having a, a wonderful time in the Lord right here in the city of Rancho Cucamonga. And, and so I want to bring that awareness. They'll be posting on this information uh, soon as uh, as far as the details of the address, the venue, um, hotel information, if you need to, to, to be in a hotel. And, and so I just want to encourage you to make preparation for that. We're looking for a great time in the Lord and, you know, and our speakers and everyone that's lined up. And we'll start talking about that a little later. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs, the third chapter, Proverbs, the third chapter. And this, this is a Bible-based church. I'm going to tell you now, we, if, if, what, if whatever is said, if it is not backed up by the scriptures, I don't care who says it. It must be backed up by the word of God. If it is not backed up by the word of God, you should not. You should run from it. Like they told Forrest Gump, run, run, Forrest, run. And you need to run because everything should be backed up by the word of God. Even a word, a prophetic word should be backed up by the scripture. And so we trust in the word of God. And so Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord. Trust in God with your whole heart. It says with all your heart. That leaves no room for anything else. And this is a, this is a, uh, let me help somebody here. This is a, a salvation is a, a work in progress. It is a, it's not a sprint, meaning that you don't jump up and you run uh, 400 yards, you know, and cross the finish line and that's it. Nah, I'm saying, no, it is a marathon, which means that you're at it every day. As long as there's breath in your body, you're going to have to tell that body because uh, man is trichotomy. So we are mind. We are we are uh, body, soul and spirit. OK, so within the body, th this house that you that that some of you are looking at right now, uh, this house. And I love my house uh, that I'm in. You, you should love the house that you're in because you're not going to get another one. Not not yet. <laughs> so. The house that you're in, this body, this physical body that you're in, wars against you. And we've all been in warfare. So, so we are experienced warriors. Yes, we are experienced warriors. Uh, meaning that, meaning that sometimes you wake up and your body is trying to dictate to you what it wants to do. That, that's, and your spirit is saying, no, I can't, I, I can't be doing that. Well, see, that's warfare. That's a war that exists. And, and so we are all experiencing warfare. But God has given us a way. Okay, he's given us a way. And so the Bible said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And so this is a process of something that we practice doing until it is just part of us. Like anything else that you do. 
a mechanic can look at an engine bolt. <coughs> Excuse me. A mechanic can look at an engine bolt and tell you what size wrench to give them. Now, I can't do that. No, that, that comes from experience. And so um, experience gives us a certain level of knowledge of what to do and how to do it instantly compared to inexperience. And so as we become more experienced, as we become more uh, nurturing, as our experience in God grows, then it is, then we move and develop in a different way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Now we're going into the book of Mark, but I want to keep reading that until it's in your spirit that this is how we live our lives. And for those that are looking for a word of prophecy, tell me what the Lord has to say. Well, I just told you, trust in him. Don't lean in your own understanding. Acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That's a sure word from the Lord. All right. So in the book of Mark, the 13th chapter, fasten your seatbelts. And let's go in and, and, uh, and get into the word of God. The Bible tells us in the 33rd verse. Everyone has it? Mark 13. Verse 33. Amen. It says, take heed, watch and pray. For you know not when the time is. For the son of man is as a man taking a far journey. Listen to this, um, this allegory. For the son of man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even, might come in the evening, or at the morning, might come early morning, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Least coming, suddenly he find you sleeping, find you doing nothing, just kicking back, hands folded, feet up, watching TV, just doing nothing not being productive in any kind of way, not making plans on being productive, not, not taking care of the things that need to be taken care of. Just, just chilling. You know, someone asks you what you're doing. I, I'm good. You know, be careful about that statement. I'm good. I'm good. No, that's a dangerous statement. And what I say unto you, I say unto all watch, watch and pray. These two things go together. Now, many pray, but they don't watch. And some are watching, but they're not prayerful. Instructions are a are common with purchases. We we buy something, it comes with instructions, you know, what to do, a little piece of paper telling us how it works and where the batteries go, you know, what direction to place the batteries, because you place both 
uh, positive sides, it's not going to work. And you, you might think it's broken, but then you look at the instructions and you're supposed to flip that battery and you find out that it works. We buy furniture that come with screws and bolts and, uh, you know, other little widgets, you know, thingamajigs. And they also include, you know, with these instructions, identifying the, the, the screw size and where the screw goes and, you know, and, and what side it should go in. You know, you put together a table and the bolt goes in on the inside and, it, and the little cog uh, covers up the, the bolt so that it don't scratch your leg up and you don't put the cog in it. And you, you flip the bolt around because you didn't read the instructions and it's on the outside and, and then you get all scratched up and wonder why. It came with instructions to identify how it should be fitted in. It's obvious things are not right when there are unusual or unused parts left over. When you get finished putting together that tricycle for your daughter or your son, you know, you finish putting together that big wheel that I don't even, they don't even call them big wheels no more, but you know, you put together that, that bike and there's parts left over for, for the bike when there shouldn't be anything left over. And, and the, the child is all excited and ready to jump on the bike and they didn't grab the bike and ran outside with it. And now they, the chain fell off, you know, the, or there's a scraping sound because there wasn't a screw put on the chain uh, guard, you know, or the bike didn't stop. Uh, because the, the latch that holds the brake in place was not put there. And so it flipped around when they was trying. You know, there's a number of things. If you ever put together a bicycle, you know what I'm talking about. There shouldn't be no parts left over uh, unless it's been customized. But we're not talking about customization. We're talking about just following the basics of what needs to be done. And, and so it looks strange. Certainly, some things look strange to the kids and or look strange to others. And, and so we know the assembly is not complete. And, and so I want to that's what I want to talk about this morning. I, I want to share with you uh, and for the rest of your life that assembly is required. There is an assembly that needs to be put together in our lives. And Jesus identifies this by saying to watch and pray. He didn't say just watch. He said, watch and pray. He didn't say just pray. He said, watch and pray. And then he emphasized it repeatedly. Watch ye therefore. He emphasized it again. And I say unto all, watch. And so we need to watch and pray. The word assembly identifies there are parts, joins, the act of putting something together. It is the proper fitting of pieces, even in our natural lives. As some say, well, I don't need to gather, I don't need to assemble into a brick and mortar building to serve the Lord. Uh, that is a, and I'm, I'm going to be blunt with it, that is a lie. Uh, yes, the, the Bible does not say that. Men have said that. God did not say that. He said, uh, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. And so assembly means that there are pieces that need to be fitted together. If the assembly is scattered, where's the healing at? 
if the assembly is scattered, where is the word of knowledge at? For those that say I have been gifted, uh, I've received of God, and I don't have this this morning uh, in my notes, but just but but Holy Ghost, go ahead, bless your Lord. Where is the word of prophecy at for the unbeliever? Uh, when they happen, when they come into the sanctuary, and you're at home with your feet up, rollers in your hair. Or are you sitting down with the, with the game on one channel and listening to a message on the next channel? Where is the assembly at? Where's the prophet at? Where is the word of knowledge, wisdom? Where is the gift of help? How come it's not, has not been assembled together according to what God has said? Well, let's go on here. If you worked on a bike or a car or something else, and did use all the parts to get it to work, or you did not use all the parts, then that is what we call Jimmy rig. If you ever heard the phrase has been Jimmy rig, that means that you just, that you did enough to make it work, but it's not the end of the story. It usually costs you more money uh, to reassemble it the right way because it's going to break eventually. Uh, unless you get rid of it, sell it or something like that and make cause it to be someone else's problem. It is still a problem. When we don't do it God's way, it eventually costs us something. It's going to cost you something along the way. We see this in the book of Genesis. Cain tried to do it his way. And the Lord told Cain, said, listen, if you do well, you'll be accepted. But if you don't do well, then sin lies at your door. You've missed the mark. If you don't do well, if you don't follow the instructions, why is it we have a problem with following instructions? Let that let you think about that for a moment. But we need to fix that. We need to follow the instructions that God has given. Just like we need to follow the instructions in school. We need to follow the instructions on the job. We need to follow the instructions in every other place. And we don't have a problem doing that. We will we'll study hard to follow those instructions. But what about the instructions that God has? Well, God is merciful. And, you know, and because he's merciful, you know, I can do whatever I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And you can't say nothing to me, man, because you judging me. Are you a fool? Are you a fool? The Bible said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has said, I don't need to follow those instructions because that's not real. But it is real. Many have left here finding and found out how real it was when they stepped out of time and into eternity. I'm telling you, don't wait. Get it together now. Follow the instructions that God has given right now, and you will be accepted. The spirit of Cain, that same attitude, is present today. The mindset of doing it uh, their way. The mindset of doing, uh, I'm doing God a favor. You're not doing God a favor. No, if the Lord did not give you breath in your body right now, 
You have breath in your body. Someone else lost that breath. They spirit exited from that body overnight or early in the morning. They were called upon by God. There was a man in the Bible. Uh, he was well off to do. And he said that, you know what? He said, I, I've, I've done well for myself. And matter of fact, I've done so well, I'm going to build me a, another. I need some more barns to, to, to hold what my investment and my, and my profits have is bringing me. And the Bible said that the Lord called him that night and said, thou fool. You, you're a fool. You considered everything else, and, but you left me out of it. When we don't do it God's way, we're leaving him out. The same mindset that Cain had, that I don't need to do it the way that you're telling me to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Cain, Abel offered a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. He offered a lamb that, oh, bless your Lord Jesus. And Cain brought fruit from the ground and the ground had been cursed. The Bible speaks about the ministers going into the temple and having a strange incense. You better be careful here. Uh, yes, a strange incense. When we try to do things our way, when we do it the way we want to do it, instead of the way that God says do it, it's a strange incense. It's a strange offering that's being presented unto him. In God's message to Isaiah, the 28th chapter and the 10th verse, he told the church, he said, for line, uh, for precept must be upon precept and precept upon precept, line upon line and line upon line, here a little and there a little. And then in the 23rd verse of that same chapter, he says, give ye ear and hear my voice, hearken and hear my speech. God is talking to the church. God is talking to saints. He's talking to friends. He's talking to everyone. It is time to hear what the Lord has to say. Habakkuk 2 and 20. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. In other words, when God speaks, hear what he has to say. When God steps into the room, everybody should give their undivided attention to what God has to say. That includes the toddler, yeah, your toddler, your baby, your baby that as soon as the minister stands up to, to speak, the baby start hollering. No, no, that, that includes the baby. Make sure that you that you train the child that, you know, bring a bottle, bring the, the, the candy, bring the, the mints, bring whatever is needed to help settle him down, to settle them down. The child, the adolescent, the teen, the young adult, the adult and everyone else. That said, they're playing Candy Crush or Soda Crush or whatever they playing on their phone during the service. God is in the temple. Why aren't you hearing what he has to say? And then apply it. James said that, uh, uh, get this, James said that we should be not only hearers, you define this, not only hearers, but there's something else that we need to do. We don't need to just hear what is being said. The church is full of people listening on the airwaves, 
different continents around the world, some making their way onto service, some that have been to service that heard the word. But after hearing the word, they left out a part. And so therefore the assembly is incomplete. Bless your Lord. It may not be important to some, but it is certainly important to me. It is extremely important to me. It's unequivocal important to me. You got it? It's important. And I hope that it is just as important to you. I hope that you feel the same about what God has to say. The Bible tells us in James, it says that we should not only be hearers of the word, but we should be doers also. So it's not enough to hear what is being said. We need to do it as well. The term required, this is a big word, it's required, it's required. Somebody said that it's not required. It's not required. I don't have to do that, but, but here it is. The word of God said, he that believeth any, that's an action word. Required. The term required is not the same as preferred. Now, when you look, uh, if you if you've been looking for a job or something like that, you'll see that they say that a, a, a bachelor of science or a master's is, is required. And then sometimes it says it's preferred, which means that it is not necessary. But I, I want to impress upon you that preferred is not in the Bible. No. Preferred is not an option that will save your soul. This is required. The Lord was talking to them about his return and said that this is a requirement that you watch and pray. In other words, do not allow this to happen. And you're unaware. You're unaware. You're unaware of what is going on around you because you're not watching, because you're not praying, because you're praying and not watching, because you're watching and, and, and talking about it don't mean that you're praying about it. Preferred is some, uh, it's, it's, it's something that people want to pick and choose. I, I want to pick and choose what I want in God. It don't work that way. It does not work. That way, we do not pick and choose what we want with God. There used to be a commercial, Burger King commercial, and they, they've revamped it. Uh, you, you've heard it today, but, you know, when I was when I was growing up, not too many years ago, uh, it said, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, won't upset us. All you got to do is have it your way. And, 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 but that's not God. Uh, you don't come to God and say, well, Lord, I don't want this. And, and so you take that off the bun. Lord, I don't want that. And so you, you take that off. And Lord, I don't want that. And so you smear the, the ketchup and mayo off. Lord, I don't want that. This is not Burger King. It's not White Castle. It, it is not Carl's Jr. It's not, it's not In-N-Out Burger. This is the house of God. And this is the word of God. He's the one that's placing the order. And in his order, he said that be ye holy for I am holy. And in that holiness, you cannot be holy. You, you're not going to satisfy this without watching and praying. 
It's impossible to do. Because watching and praying is part of nurturing the relationship that God has. And listen here. Our opening text says, take heed. Take heed. Everybody, everybody read that. If you, if you have your Bibles, you, you've read it. If, if you're listening and you're driving, I know you don't have your Bible. If, you, if, you, if you're at work, I know you're just listening. But listen, for those of us that have it, and, and I, I have my Bible here in front of me, and it says the same thing. It says, take ye heed, meaning that pay attention. Pay attention to this. This morning, this 26th day of November, 2023, pay attention to this. It says, watch, watch. What am I going to do going forward? I am going to watch. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to observe what's going on. I'm going to give it my undivided attention. I am going to walk in the awareness. This implies a continual behavior. This is not a, I'll do it sometime and, and then I'm not going to, no, this is continual. When, when I lay down at night, when you lay down at night, when we all lay down to take a rest, you might turn the TV off. You may turn the radio off. You may turn off uh, whatever you have planned on through your phone. You might tell everybody to go to sleep, take a nap, whatever. But the one thing you do not turn off, and that is your communication to God. That is one thing that is not to be interrupted. That even while you are asleep, there is awareness in your spirit that he might come. Remember, look, listen to what the scripture says. Now it says for us to, it says for us to watch. It says for us to pray. And so there is a, a, a constant nurturing of communication with God. Uh, for you know not when the time is. How is it? You will not, you won't know what time it is if you're not paying attention. You, you got to assemble this. You got to put this together and you have to leave it properly assembled. The son of man is as a man taking a journey. He left his house and he gave authority to his servants. Who are the servants? I, I'm one of his servants. And to every man, his work. And commanded the porter, the servant, to watch. What are we supposed to be doing? Watching. Mm -hmm. Yep, I see what's happening on the news right now. Yeah, I can see that. I can actually, I can find it in the Word of God that what's happening right there is already been talked about. Oh, wait a minute. I'm I'm looking at how people are conducting themselves. Hmm. And because of how they're conducting themselves, they want everybody else to go along with it. And and even as celebrities and others have said, you know, well, that Bible, that book that you read, you know, uh, that was written back then. And we need to come up to modern times and accept everything that's going on. Uh, but the, the word of God said that this is just what they would be doing at that day and time. They're, they're going to be telling everybody to conform uh, to what we want. We want we want you to conform to. Our, our lifestyle and God is saying conform to his lifestyle but you're saying conform to my see there it is uh, 
Watch and pray. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master. So there's a day and time that the master is going to come. The owner of all of this is going to come. And it may happen. It may be at midnight. It could be in the early morning. But whenever it is, he should not come and find you asleep. And we're not talking about a physical sleep here. But we're talking about spiritual awareness of where you are and where he is. He's on his way. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, what I am saying to you right now, I'm saying to everybody that would hear it to watch. It is a servant's responsibility to assemble together. The good servant is being observant to the time, the season, the changes. The good servant. Are you being a good servant this morning? The good servant. Know what season it is. They understood and knew what things were. And when Jesus spoke and said certain things, they knew it from the scripture. They could go back into the word of God and understand and that's why they were able, some were able to identify him as the Messiah. Because he came and the things that he said lined up with the word of God. Where the, where the scribes and Pharisees and the Sadducees and Herodians and others of uh, religious sects and political parties, what they said did not line up with the word of God like Jesus. Jesus begins talking to them about the temple being destroyed, the very thing that they had pride in. Some of you have pride in the fact that you accomplished certain things. And, and I'm happy for you. You got your, your, your degree and, and, you know, and you, you may have elevated in certain positions. You might have your own business and, and different things. You know, and you've got uh, you, you become, uh, you know, people recognize you as a celebrity and stardom and all this stuff. And, and so that's fine. That's fine. That doesn't supersede the word of God. They were proud in, in the fact that, that they told one of the disciples said unto the master. This first verse in chapter 13. Master, see what manner of stone and what building is here. Look at what we've done. Look at what's been accomplished over the years. Look at this. Be excited with us. Jesus answered and said unto him, see that these great buildings, there's nothing. Uh, there shall not be left. One stone above another that shall not be thrown down. Well, that just melted them right there. We take pride in, in our natural accomplishments. What about your spiritual man? What about your spirit man? Can your spirit man say no to the different things that come its way? Can your spirit man say no to whatever is presented that you that you are fully aware. I don't want to start naming things, but I just want to say that you are fully aware that it does not line up with the word of God. But your spirit, man, won't say no to it. 
The good servant is being observant to the time, the season, the changes. The good servant is in communication with the master of the house and an expectation of his return. The good servant is always in daily preparation. Yes, this is, Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily. So see, this is a daily thing. That is every person, every saint of God, every believer, every disciple of Christ, everyone crucifies their flesh daily, meaning that when you get up in the morning, now let me, let me, let me back up a little. When you're laying there in bed and in your spirit, man, you begin to dream a dream that you know is not, does not line up with the word of God. You know how to wake yourself up and say, stop. We crucify this flesh constantly until the flesh is now minimized and God is maximized. The good servant has a reception waiting. Do you have a reception waiting for God? <laughs> Woo! Bless you, Lord. Last week, we talked about how I must, we, was, what'd you say? To decrease. To decrease. So he can increase. So he can increase. And in doing that, we make it easy for God. I didn't know we had to make things easy. Look, take the scripture, all right? Take the scripture. The scripture says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Present your bodies. Present your body. Present your body. Everybody yell their name out. Carl. You're to present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. What, what does that have to do with, the, with a reception waiting? Well, listen, that is the reception that, that he's coming back for. He's coming back for a church without spot, a church without wrinkle. He's coming back for those that are presented in body as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto him. Well, how do we do that? We do that by walking with the awareness of his presence. We do that by walking according to his word. He says, if a man lives in my, if, if he holds on to my statutes, if he does my statutes, he shall live in them. He'll live in them. There's the key right there. There's the key. That is the key to our salvation right there. That we hear the statutes, we hear the commandments of God, and we do them. And that's how we live in them. The good servant has assembled a required, the required watchful eye. A watchful eye, a listening eye. Uh, the feel, the, the feel for the master's return. I, I, I'm, I'm paying attention to what's going on around me. I go to work. I handle my business at work. I handle what I need to handle. I'm doing what I need to do. And at the same time, there is an awareness 
that God, all of this belongs to you, including me. And so therefore, since I belong to you, I want to make sure that I line up with your word. There, there's nothing else long, uh, to go back to that. I'm lining up with your word. That's it. Line up with his word. And his word says to watch and pray. Well, guess what? As kids, we knew that our mom and dad or whoever was raising us, auntie, grandmother, uh, all of them, neighbors, that you didn't get away with too much. They had a watchful eye. And they, and, and, well, how did, how did, my, what well, she heard and she, and she wouldn't tell you who told her, but she heard because somebody, while she was at work, you were outside playing, you did something that you shouldn't have done, and somebody was watching you. And they told. Been there. And so many of you. They were watching. We need to walk with a watchful eye. And to be prayerful. The good servant has an open line of communication. Meaning he understand his master. Because he's nurtured. And his nurturing relationship. This ongoing relationship. That his master said, I'm going away. While I'm gone, you're in charge of this. You're in charge of this. You know what you have to do. Preachers, evangelists, bishops, whatever your title is, uh, um, uh, you know what you have to do. We didn't say, and, and in doing what must be done, there is no compromise. Listen here. Jesus said, he, he, the Bible said he spoke this parable unto them. This is Luke 18 and 1. Uh, to this end, that men are always to pray and not faint. We're, we're always praying, not faint. And, and then when you go over to the 21st chapter and the, and the 29th verse, it, it says, and he spake unto them a parable, behold, a fig tree. Now, then you'll find this also in Mark, the same chapter in which we just reading from Mark 13. Uh, but here we are in Luke. Now, Luke, uh, I, I love me some Luke. Luke has two epistles that he's written uh, and, and through eyewitnesses. Luke was a doctor. He was a physical doctor. He was a doctor. Uh, he, he, and so he practiced medicine. Uh, he didn't have a title of philosophy, but he's a true medical doctor. And, and so he paid attention to details uh, as doctors do. They pay attention to such details. And so uh, and so he's constantly learning something about the being a medical doctor is there is a constant learning that, that goes on. And listen, for everyone listening, a man, woman or man, male, child, whatever, you cannot rise above your knowledge. It's impossible. If your knowledge stops at this level, whatever that level is, you know. You don't exceed that. You have to raise your knowledge. And that raises your conversation. That raises your understanding. That raises. And that is street level. That's book knowledge. That is relationship level. It covers a wide range. But don't allow yourself to be limited by anything. 
And so he spake, he spoke this parable. Luke is now, he's gone. Luke went to different people. He went to this brother over here that was with Christ and he said, tell me about your experience. And, and he took note of that. And he went to this person over here that knew that they had some knowledge and he took some notes there. And, and so Luke put this together for Theophilus. Theophilus was supposed to, um, from what we know of, was a, a, a someone that believed it, and he wanted to encourage him. And, and I love what, what Luke had to say. Uh, to me, it's encouraging of what he told him. And I'm going to, to read this, and you can read the rest of it on your own time. But Luke is reaching out to a friend, someone that he knows and he wants to encourage them. He says, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth an order of declaration of those things which are mostly surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all these things, from the very first to write unto thee in order, most Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of the things that you've been instructed in. The instructions this morning is to watch and pray. Jesus spoke to them about the fig tree and all the trees. He said, well, when the trees Blossom, we know what time it is. We can look outside and see the orange leaves and different things and stuff falling all on the ground. But we know that it's fall. When we see that they're starting to change and they're not falling all over the ground and they're starting to grow back, we know there's spring and then summer, you know. And so and he said, likewise, see ye these things to know. Know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. You need to know. Well, they've been saying that for years. Well, let me let me help you out here. Let me help you out with this. Maybe God calls you by your own name. Maybe it's not a collective that gets taken at once uh, this week. What about if he just calls you by yourself? Are you being watchful? Are you being prayerful? Are you presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord? What are you doing? Are you following the instructions that God has given? Have you fulfilled the things that God has called you to do? If he's called you in ministry, are you fulfilling that? If you have a role in the church and, and, and you are you fulfilling that, what are you doing? Are you sitting at home? Are you going to tell God that you're not going to gather together because, because you're told that you don't need to be part of the assembly? Tell that, to, tell that to God. You, you don't need to assemble yourselves together um, because that, that's not his word. Tell that to him. Tell that to him. I, tell it to him. Tell him that you don't need to get together and be assembled uh, with the assembly of the saints. Uh, there is no special room or box for you in glory that's just for you with your name on it. And there's no socializing. There's no nothing. There's nothing. No, mm -mm, nope. Listen, listen here. Verily I say unto you, truly, this generation shall not pass or all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But you said God's word is antiquated. You said God's word is, is no good for 2023. 
But his word says, my word shall not pass away. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not this, not what I'm saying. Take heed to yourselves, least at any time your hearts be overcharged with drunkenness, surfing, cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unaware. And this is what I'm talking to you about. Do not let that day, whatever that day is, come upon you and you are not aware. You're not aware. You're not aware that it, it has happened. Somebody's going to wake up and say, what happened? Someone's going to wake up and realize that it's over. They thought they were opening their eyes up to see the alarm clock, but their eyes were open and they were standing in eternity, giving account for the things of this life, what was done, what was said. One of the things that was either done and that was said was that they walked with awareness, that they watched and prayed, which signified that they made adjustments in their lives. It's not just about the, I, I'm watching and I'm praying, but no, it's about the adjustments. Because I'm watching, because I'm praying, I am making changes you're making changes. I hope and pray that you are making changes in your life. Bless you, Lord. You've got to make the changes that God has called for. And you have to do it while you can. Somebody thought that at the last hour, the last moment, they'll be able to say, Lord, I've lived, I'm, I'm going to be a little blunt here. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying things to be offensive to anybody, but you lived a, a hellish life. You lived a life of sin. You did it your way. You did it how you wanted to do it, when you wanted to do it, who you wanted to do it with. And then on your deathbed, somebody stood over you and, and, and said, just say, God, forgive me. And he's going to forgive you of the 80 years of stuff that you did. He's going to forgive you of the 17 years of stuff you did. But see, the young are, are, are exiting out of here just as well as the old or older. But I just want to bring about awareness today. No matter what the age is, who you are, you need to understand that you have to watch and pray. You have to watch and pray. We're going to have a word of prayer at this time. And while we're praying, I'm going to allow uh, My God is Real, which is being sung by Corey uh, Henry. Being sung by Corey Henry. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Have a word of prayer. There are some places that I just cannot go. But this one Glory, bless you. 
bless you, Lord. Bless the angels and ladies and ladies and to hear your word. Lord God, to get sick your introvert. Lord God, in the nurture relationship with you, Lord God. Lord, I pray for the soul of salvation. I pray against every spirit that will work against my natural blood. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, keep them covered, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that they make this journey. Lord God, open his understanding, Lord God. Lord Jesus, help him, Lord God. Lord Jesus, oh, thank you for your help. Because you have helped me, you help others, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you strive me, Lord God. Lord God, that you strive me, Lord God, to do your will. Lord, I pray for the family, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, thank you right now, Lord, for your kindness, Lord. Thank you for his faithfulness. Lord, we pray and ask Lord God to bless you. Lord Jesus, watch over you. Strengthen, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we give you glory. We give you the power and the praise. In Jesus' name. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Wherever you are, if you just 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 give him a wave. This is called a wave offering. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is what we do. We, when we wave our hands, we're saying, Lord, here I am. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're going to walk in the awareness. We're going to walk, Lord God. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, knowing and understanding, Lord, what you're calling for in these last days. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for your kindness and how you have blessed us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we honor you for your presence. We honor you, Lord God for your word. Lord Jesus, continue to watch over and keep us, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to, to govern ourselves according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, again, if you want to thank you for tuning in to, to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for growth and ministry, we want to invite you to join in with us and to be blessed with us. If you have any questions regarding what has been exhorted this morning, uh, feel free to contact us. Go to connectingtruth.org, connectingtruth.org, and to um, send, you know, email us. There, there's a contact information there to, uh, to contact us, present your question, and I will answer your question uh, openly on the air so that not only you, but others can hear and understand and give you scriptures as far as what you may be asking. Uh, until then, God bless you. Thank God for you. Continue to watch over and keep us. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.